Welcome to Above Limitations with Pastor Victoria, touching lives and communities with the words of deliverance and raising people above limitations. I'm just going to be taking the word from Hebrew 12, 14 today. The Holy Spirit actually ministered to me to talk to us about the kingdom of God because this is exactly what we are dealing with. And without knowing the kingdom of God, we, can, we are unable to actually receive what is the kingdom of God. You are unable to receive it if you didn't actually know what is the kingdom of God in our life. Amplified version. Strive to live in peace with everybody and pursue that consecration and holiness without which no one will ever see. The Lord. It says, Amplify fashion, strive to live in peace. Try your best. Make sure. We are doing this 21 days fasting and prayer. And this drop in my heart as we continue with the fasting and prayer. Not peace with just your family, but it says everyone. Everyone around us. For us to see the Lord, I must be in peace with you. And you must be in peace with me. I must be in peace with everyone. I must strive to be in peace with my family. And for holiness, without it, we cannot place the law. If there is no holiness in our life, we cannot place the law. It's important that we have holiness in our life. And I want us to know that as we are fasting and praying, I know, I'm not going to say it's easy, but the fourth day is gone. So we can say, thank God, because the power of the Lord has made it easy for us. It is the grace of God that makes it easy, honestly speaking. But I don't want us to do it in vain. And we will not do it in vain. You will not do it in vain, and I will not do it in vain. The scripture lets us know there is something that is very, very paramount and is important as we are fasting and as we are praying, is about holiness. What is holiness? Holiness means that we have to sanctify ourselves. It means that we have to separate ourselves from the world. We cannot keep doing the things of the world and accept us to see the Lord. And it's now left for me and you to check within myself and yourself that what is the things of the world? What are the things that I'm doing that is actually of the world? I have to separate myself from the world. The world fight. The world steal. The world do bad things. The world do things that is contrary to the will of God. These are the ways that the world do things. The world retaliate. The world revenge. If you kick me, I kick you. If you slap me, I will slap you. If you hurt me, I hurt you back. These are the ways the world do it. But the Lord said we have to separate ourselves from this kind of life. So that we can see the Lord. Accept it as long as I keep on living a worldly life. I'm not talking about my makeup now. I'm not talking about my shoe or clothes now. I'm talking about our attitude. What we do. If we do not separate ourselves from the world. And dedicate ourselves to the Lord. We will not be able to see the Lord. And when we're talking about seeing the Lord. We're talking about the kingdom of God. 
So we have to basically dedicate ourselves to the Lord. Not only this 21 days fasting and prayer, but for the rest of our life. But we start to practice it as we're doing this 21 days fasting and prayer. And that is why we keep on saying it. We have said it last week before we started. That you cannot keep manis. You cannot be in that disagreement with other people and expect the Lord to answer your prayer. We cannot do that and set the Lord to actually give us to, for his kingdom to come into our life. Praise the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. If we check our Bible, if we check concordance, if we check anything, it will tell you that holiness means that you have to dedicate yourself. Surrender yourself to God. Everything about me, about my life, has got to be holy. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. Let's look at it. Now may the God of peace himself. This is what Paul prayed for the church in Thessalonians. He said uh, in Thessalonica, he actually prayed and prayed for all the believers, all the Thessalonians, he prayed for them. I said, this is the most important thing in your life. I pray that the God of peace himself will sanctify you. Completely. What is holiness? Sanctification. Not just halfway. Not just doing something that pleases the Lord. Halfway. And doing another thing of the world. He said, I want the most high God. I want the king of kings to sanctify you completely. And my prayer, as we're doing this 21 days fasting and prayer, is that the Lord Almighty will sanctify us. Amen. Not halfway, but completely. Amen. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Read on, sir. And may your whole spirit, may your whole spirit, soul, and soul, and body, and body be preserved, be preserved, blameless, blameless at the coming, at of, the our coming of our Jesus Lord Christ. Jesus Christ. Praise the name of the Lord. We can see the three part of the nature of man that Paul was praying about: your soul, your spirit, and your body. I've got to be holy in my spirit, in my soul, and in my body. Physically, I can be holy. I can wear white, and you think I'm holy. I can. Go like this, and you think I'm holy. But he said, my spirit man, like what Minister Toby was teaching us today. And he said, we can, I can sing this song with my mouth, but it's my soul blessing the Lord. It's everything in me worshiping the Lord. I can be holy physically, but is everything inside of me, is he holy? Am I righteous before the Lord? Am I sanctified? And what we are doing with this fasting and prayer is to purify ourselves. Purifying our body. Like I said to you before, if I didn't eat uh, food for 21 days, if I'm just on liquid or fruit or whatsoever, while I'm doing that, my body, I'm, I'm, my boy is uh, detoxifying. I'm detoxing my body. Then anything that is there that is not right, they have to be flushed out of my system. And now if that happens physically to my body, it has to happen to my soul. Praise the Lord. So my soul as well has to be detoxed. So also my spirit man, any junk that I've been feeding my, my soul with has to go. So I've got to live a life that is holy. I've got to take a step that is holy. And part of holiness is being at peace with everyone. Many of us, we've, we've already prepared our mind that any driver you see on the road is fight. Like it's a, it's a norm thing, it's a normal thing. Now, whoever the driver, as now, I mean, as we, you know, as we drive, anyone that crossed your way, you must abuse them. That is the way we live. So when anything, when anyone do anything on the road, we fight. We give it to them quickly. 
And some of us have done that, then you realize that this person is actually my friend. Or family, have you been there before that you, you give it to somebody, then you realize that it's, oh, I didn't know it's you. You know, so, but what the scripture says, be at peace with how many people? Everyone. How possible is that? How can we be at peace with everyone around us? He didn't say be at peace with people that, that, that are at peace with you. He didn't say be at peace with people that are actually doing things according to what you want. He said let's be at peace with everyone. Now when we're talking about everyone, not everyone that is okay right here. There's some people that will fight you. There's some people that doesn't understand. There's some people that doesn't even know Christ. There's some people that are unbelievers. But the Bible did not say if the Lord wants us to be at peace with people that are Christian alone, it will say be at peace with believers. Is that not what he's going to say? He will have said be at peace with your family alone. The scripture will have said that. It will have said, be at, be at peace with people that are born again or people that understand you. But the scripture says, for me to see the Lord in my life, for me to see the manifestation of the kingdom of God, I've got to choose one thing, a holy life, which means I've got to be at peace with everyone. If I'm at peace with Pastor Blessing, I won't steal, I won't steal Pastor Blessing's iPad. Because I, if I should do that, that means I'm not at peace because he's not going to be at peace with me. So he said, be at peace with everyone around you so that we can see the Lord. Sanctification. What have you been doing for past three days that we've been doing the fasting and prayer? I know today is the fourth day. Have you been sanctified? What are the things of the world that we do that we are doing away from at this moment in our life? We've got to choose that. I don't want to just fast and pray alone because I need my residential permit or because I need this, I need that. But I want holiness in my life. I want to see the Lord. When we're talking about seeing the God, seeing our God, we're talking about seeing the goodness of God. We're talking about seeing the, the blessings of God in our life. It's not only seeing God physically. We're talking about the glory of God. It is the kingdom, the kingdom of God manifestation. What is the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God is righteousness. The kingdom of God is holiness. The kingdom of God is peace. And the kingdom of God is joy in the Holy Spirit. What I'm trying to bring out here, I want to talk to us, what is the kingdom of God? Because the Holy Spirit posts me and says, oh, we can't pray. We cannot ask for the kingdom of God if we do not know what is the kingdom of God. If I do not know what is the kingdom of God, you cannot ask for it. What is the kingdom of God in my life? When Jesus said, this is how you have to pray. Pastor Blessing, let's read it. Matthew 6 verse 10, or we start from verse 9. Then we see, why did Jesus actually teach his disciples? This is how to pray. From verse 9, he said, in this manner, therefore pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debt as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation. But deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. For if you forgive men their trespasses, 
your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive you your trespasses. We're talking about holiness and the kingdom of God. Holiness and the kingdom of God. Now, if you look at this scripture, for you to be at peace with somebody, I've got to be, I've got to forgive them. I won't forgive you if you did something wrong. I can't be at peace with you if I didn't forgive you. So now, for me to be at peace with you, I've got to, in my head, say, what you did for me last week is over. I'm not, gonna, I'm not holding it against you anymore. Have you felt so peace when you actually forgive someone within you without even talking to them? Has it happened to you before? That I just want to say, this person, what he did for me is wrong. And you speak to another person, and that person said to you, oh, he didn't really mean it that way. Or why did you count it? Just leave it, it's not a big deal. Then within you, even though before you are upset, you are mad with this person, all of a sudden, something happened within you. You are at peace, regardless the fact that the person has not really even apologized. The person has not really apologized to you. So when you forgive other people, the Lord our God in heaven is going to forgive us. And it is when, when God forgives us, that is when we have reconciliation with our Father. If you haven't forgiven someone, have you, have you been there before? I've been there that I call people, or let's say they call me, they want to, we want to talk about something, or somebody say, I'm sorry, but we haven't even talked about it. I'm not even Pastor Blessing preaching. I've seen people that will say, don't let us talk about it. I'm sorry, okay, leave it. But do you sometimes, you don't leave it. I don't leave it because I'm not, I haven't really said it. Let me tell you what I feel. You step on me. You did this and you do that. That, that is when we can sort it out. Have, you, have people said to you, between you and one person, and eventually they said it's over. Now everything is gone. But within yourself, you know it's not gone. Why? Can someone tell me why? You haven't said it out? Or say, why, why you felt that person did wrong? And the person didn't apologize, or someone that was certainly you just wanted to cover it, but, you, but or the person is saying, I didn't do something wrong. It's there inside of you. You didn't let it go. And within you, you haven't really forgiven that person. Even though you say no, but that thing is still there. But what brings peace into you is probably that you, you are able to let out what is inside of you. Or the person say, I'm sorry. Or whichever with somebody talk to you about it, then you feel, yes, I'm relieved. Peace will come into your heart because the right process has been taken. The right thing has been done. And the same way with God, God will not forgive us if we, now let me use another example. You can't say you are peace with me and you are fighting with my daughter. The same thing goes with God. We are children of God. The person that you are fighting, the person that you are not at peace with, that person is a child of God. To you, she might not be or he might not be. Praise the Lord. For the fact that I have a son or daughter in this house that are not actually, that are doing something bad, does that make them not to be my child? They're still my child. 
They normally say something back home. They say, help me to beat my child. I, I want you to beat her. Beat her to death if you want to. It's not actually from here. And by the time you give a slap once, they stand up. I stand in the gap quickly. No one want them to abuse your child or beat your child up. So the same thing, you never think about that in the way of God. That God does not want you to fight his own child. He wants you to forgive that person. He wants you to let go, be at peace with one another. And when we're talking about being at peace and living a, a holy life, we are talking about not fighting right or fighting that I'm the, I'm the one that is right. You can choose to forgive. Why? Because I want my father in heaven to forgive me. I want to see the Lord. I want to see the glory of God in my life. Praise the name of the Lord. So Christ said to us, if you want the Lord to forgive you, forgive one another. If you want to be at peace with my father in heaven, for example, if you want to be at peace with me, you've got to forgive my daughter for whatever you have done for you. That is what the Lord is saying. That if you want to see my face as a pastor, you can't be fighting with my daughter and say that you want to be at peace with me. It's not possible. Let go. When I see you laugh and smile with my daughter, then my heart will be at peace with you. If you create enmity with me, you are with my daughter, you are creating enmity with me. Turn to your neighbor and say, the Lord said, be at peace with everyone. Be at peace with every, everyone. Today, as we finish the service, whoever you are not at peace with, be at peace with them. Not because of them, but because of the goodness and the mercies of God so that I can see the Lord. When God said, when Jesus teach them how to pray, he teach them a perfect prayer. And he said, let your kingdom come. Let's go to first 10. Your kingdom come. Let your kingdom come. Your will be done. And let your will be done on earth, on earth as, it is, in as it, it is in heaven. Now, we are in the season of thy kingdom come. What is the kingdom of God actually? When he said let your kingdom come. What is the kingdom of God? He said your kingdom come. And what does that mean? I want you to ask yourself. Where does the kingdom of God come from? If he said let the kingdom of God come. We have been taught during this week. That the kingdom of God is within you. So where does it come from? When Jesus said. Let the kingdom of God come. Pray. This is your prayer point. Where is he going to come from? And where is he going? When he comes, where is he going? Praise the Lord. What does the kingdom of God look like? When will he come into your life? Has it already come and you didn't know it's there? And you are praying for the manifestation of it. When we're talking about the kingdom of God, is it spiritual or physical? Those are the questions we have to ask ourselves. I wanted to talk about something else today, but the Holy Spirit said to me, does the people that are praying about the kingdom of God actually know what does Jesus mean when he talk about let your kingdom come? When you are praying, let your kingdom come. Do you know what you are praying about? Praise the Lord. Do you know what you are actually praying about? Everywhere Jesus goes, he preaches about the kingdom. He teaches about the kingdom. But what is that kingdom has to do in your own life and in my life as well? 
When we talk about the kingdom, let me give you a quick understanding of the kingdom of God that we are talking about. When Jesus started to teach us how to pray, he teach them how to pray. And when Jesus himself teach how to pray, I'm telling you, whatever the prayer that Jesus said, this is how you have to pray, automatically God will answer that prayer. Can I say that again? God is going to answer because imagine if I said to you, this is what you have to ask me for me to give you. So automatically, when you ask me, I will give it to you. Or it's just as if I tell you, this is where the key is. Jesus is teaching us. And when we pray, many of us have been praying for our own will. We have been praying this type of prayer, that type of prayer, since we've been doing the 21 days fasting and prayer for years back. But now he said, anytime you want to pray, this is how you have to pray. Anytime you have to speak to God, this is how you've got to talk to him. He said that there thy kingdom come. As the, as the kingdom come already, or the kingdom is about to come. But I hear Pastor Blessing said it, and I said it myself, for the kingdom of God is within you. Another, another word Jesus preached, he said, repent, for the kingdom of God is near. Or he said, for the kingdom of God is at hand. I can tell you it's both. The kingdom of God is within you, has already come, and is yet to come. The kingdom of immediately you accept Christ into your life, the kingdom of God is within you. And the second coming of Christ, the kingdom of God is going to manifest again. Praise the name of the Lord. The kingdom of God is when we are asking the Lord to reign in our life, to take over. Let somebody say take over. Take over. Say it loud and say take over. Take over. The kingdom of God is the reign of God. The leadership of God. When you pray that kingdom come, you are asking for the presence, you are asking for the leadership, and you are asking for the reign, the authority of the Lord to take over in your life. That is what you are asking for. Can I tell you, church, that Satan has got his own kingdom. I don't know anyone might tell you, oh, there is no devil. That is, I'm telling you that Satan has got his own kingdom. So also there is kingdom of God. The kingdom of darkness is where people actually experience so much problem in their life. When the devil is reigning in people's life, sickness is going to reign in there. Tribulation trial is going to reign in there because Satan has his kingdom, he has his own people and he also exercises his own authority as well. Praise the name of the Lord. God, when we're asking the Lord to reign in our life, we are actually saying, God, I want to stop ruling my own life and dictating and saying this is what I want. That is when you pray, for the kingdom of God. You are saying to the Lord, I do not want my own self-will anymore. How many of us have always said, this is what I want? I'm not saying you can't ask for what you want, but when you ask for what you want, it has to be according to the will of God. You can't say, I want to wife. The Bible didn't say, 
Praise the name of the Lord. The Bible didn't say you should have two wives. Did it say that? Okay. Some people will dig it out in the Bible. When the kingdom of God come into your life, the kingdom of Satan will be overpowered. When kingdom of God come into your life, anyone that Satan is ruling their life with sickness, that sickness will be destroyed. Why? Because the kingdom of God has come into your life. What is this kingdom of God? You are actually saying, Father, I want you to rule over me. Because many of us, we didn't know when we are praying and asking for the kingdom of God to come. That is why I preach about it the first day. That if you want to see the kingdom of God, we've got to submit to the law. And we've got to surrender all about our life. About your marriage, about your life, about your children, about your career, about your business, about everything. We've got to surrender and say, Lord Jesus, I give you the opportunity to be the CEO of my own business. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm not saying you have to change the name of your business. I'm not saying that you should change it to thy kingdom come. You don't have to change your card and say the will of God be done. And that is African mentality. Any business, the Lord reign. And they're, they're duping people in that shop. They're duping people in that shop, but the Lord reigns in the place. So anywhere you see African shops, the name we tell that this world, this particular shop, is for an African woman or man. Praise the Lord. But does that mean that the Lord is reigning in there? I'm not talking about changing the name or your card or whatsoever or making it known straight away to people that the Lord reigns. But you know the Lord is not in charge. You know what is actually in charge. But one thing that you have to do is that within you, in our life, we ask the Lord to rule over us. Rule over my life. Be my center. We've got to come down from our own ego, our own self-centered power, that I want it this way. I want it that way. Then we surrender to whichever way the Holy Spirit wants it to be. I want that. I want to do that. I want to do that. But now you surrender toward the Holy Spirit. He said, let that kingdom come. What, which means that let your ruling come. Let your leadership come. I don't want to rule my life anymore. Many of us have ruled our life and eventually we are nowhere. Let me say it in a, in a, in a plain English. Where you said, oh, I want a husband. I want a partner. But the partner I want, six foot tall. Seas pack full. What else? Loaded with money. Now, we tell God, we take the, the, the blocks and say, this is what I want. God, if you're going to give me a husband, this is what I want. This is what I want. There is a, a video that was shown to me sometimes ago. How many of you have watched that video? I don't want this. I don't want that. Then I, that, is where, that, that is your prayer point when you are 28, when you are 18. When you are 21, you still, you stick down. When you are 28, you keep ticking down. And when you go 30, you keep saying, God, any, ma, now ma, now ma, now ma. <laughs> and then you will say, man, now man. It doesn't matter whether short or small or big or tall. Man is man. Praise the Lord. So when we are young, we always, you know, I mean, we, we, we dictate to God. 
I want a man that is really full, six foot tall. And you pray, pray upon Some of people will actually analyze it. You will say like that woman with that man was saying it. You will say, I want a man that have a house in Banana Island and that this and that. And you, you tell God exactly the way where you want to live and you, and you explain it. But now what God is saying that if you are praying the kingdom of God to come, you've got to say, God, I'm believing you for the bone of my bone, the flesh of my flesh, according to your will, whoever you have chosen for me. And you pray for the grace to know who this person is. Not a bow that you look at that person and you are, te you are telling God exactly where you want that man to have house. The man must have six houses in Abuja, three in Banana Island, ten in London, so I can travel all over the place. You tell God exactly what you want. So now, if you are praying for the will of God to be done, surrender to him and say, God, you know better than I do. Rule over my life. Your time is the best. Let me get married whatever your time is. Let there be breakthrough when it's your time. But I'm telling you it's important for you to know the time of God as well. Don't just leave it. Praise the name of the Lord. Your kingdom, when you pray, your kingdom come. We are actually asking the Lord to transform all so that we can be transformed from the world. Change me. Let me be like heaven on earth. Let me be only as you. That is what we are praying for. Praise the name of the Lord. And I can tell you wherever the kingdom of God come into your life. When the Bible said the kingdom of God is righteousness. Is peace and joy in Holy Ghost. So that means when you pray the kingdom of God to come. That means that joy is going to be in that place. Because many of us we didn't know. I said it before. That Joy is different from happiness. Joy is different from happiness. And when we're talking about joy, we're talking about the joy that was given to you by the Holy Spirit. Money does not bring people joy. How many people that are rich and they're miserable? How many people that have money but they haven't got any peace in their life? When the kingdom of God reigns in your life, there will be peace, there will be joy, there will be blessing. And the place where Satan rules or where self-ego, when you have ego in you, then there's going to be greediness, there's going to be anger, there's going to be bitterness. And because you want everything to be your way. Because you rule and reign. And everyone under you, around you must submit to you. When we are in that situation, whereby everyone around us must submit to us, I'm telling you, it's going to be a problem. Nobody wants you to boss them around. Jesus did not boss his disciples around. He's, he even served them. You won't even know he is the leader. He was there eating with them and even washed the feet of Peter. He said, the man of God has come not to be served, but for me to serve all of you. So that is what we call the kingdom of God. You bring the kingdom of God back into your life. Wherever you've been sitting before, but you want everyone to be serving you. When you now receive the kingdom of God, it means that whatever your age and wherever you are, you will have the ability to serve anybody. Praise the Lord. It doesn't matter you are the senior pastor. It's not about the post that you have. Whether you are bishop or reverend or whatever who you are, you must be able to, when the kingdom of God comes into your life, you will serve other people. Am I talking to someone in the house? Praise the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Let's look at the scripture quickly. Leviticus 20, 26, please. 
and you shall be holy to me. For I, the Lord, I am holy, and I have separated you from the people, that you should be mine. Praise the name of the Lord. Read that again, please. Leviticus 20, yes. verse 26. Yes, sir. And you shall be holy to me. You have to be holy to me. For I, the Lord, I am, am holy. I am the Lord, I am holy. And I have separated, I have separated you, you from, from the, the people. people. That, so you that you should be mine. Should be mine. You have to be self. Man, human being, they want to be in charge, being in control. And as long as you didn't, you didn't let people be in control, they start to fight you. They want to fight you. But the Lord is saying to you, you have to be different from other people. When you're talking about the kingdom of God, your life has got to be transformed. You don't have to be on top of people. Submit yourself. Surrender to yourself. Say, the Lord, I am the head of the house, but you are in charge as the man of the house. Praise the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Many people, we have chased the presence of God out of our life because we want to be in charge. We have chased the power of God. The leadership of God is not there anymore. And when we're talking about the leadership of God, we're talking about the Holy Spirit that will lead us, will direct us. Many of us will rely on navigator. And I can tell you, navigator cannot navigate you to where your destiny is. I don't need anybody to tell me what to do. Wow. God is going to send people to you. God can use little children to tell you what to do. God can use little Samuel to direct you in life. We have to actually be God. When God is saying, I want it to be mine, he's telling you, I want it to be holy. Your life has got to be purified. Your life has got to be, to be clean, just like me. Because I want it to be separated from other people. You are kingdom of God, kingdom of heaven or not. You are different from other people. But nowadays, what we try to do is to blend ourselves with other people. Holiness, sanctification, purification. Is what that can allow me and you to have the presence of God in your life. He said, I, you shall be holy to me, for the Lord your God, he is holy. Please, Pastor, help me to read 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 21, please. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, you will be a vessel for honor, sanctified and useful for the master. Yes, sir. And if you clean yourself, if you separate yourself from the from the from what? From the latter. From what you whatever do, if you cleanse yourself from whatever we have been doing before, clean ourselves from our holiness. That is when we are gonna be a vessel, a vessel that carried the presence and the kingdom of God. But without sanctifying myself, without cleaning myself up, I cannot actually have the presence of God. The kingdom of God cannot come into me. Let me say it again. When we talk about the kingdom of God, when I'm saying that God should come into my house, God will not come into a filthy life. It will not come into the life of a person that is full of junk, bitterness, unforgiveness, anger, rage, and everything about you is to fight everyone. God is a God of peace because the kingdom of God is righteousness. The kingdom of God is peace. The kingdom of God is joy. God does not come to people that every time you are, you are miserable. Anything that makes people laugh does not make you laugh. Hello? When people say anything, you are so straight and blunt. No one knows when you are happy and when you are not. Because you always have the same face. The kingdom of God is joy. Not when you have a million. Joy in the Holy Spirit. I have the presence of God in me. 
So the presence of God can lead me anywhere that I want to go. That is what gives you joy. With joy inside of your heart, you know you are not going to miss it. How many of us? I mean that you have your navigator, you still miss the road. Come on. I was going to wherever Kent yesterday for a wedding. With the navigator, they say, when you get to 100 meter, turn left. I still turn somewhere because two ways. And he now said, when you get to the, you can make a U-turn, make a U-turn, make a U-turn, make a U-turn. But when you, when the Holy Spirit leads you, it never leads you astray. You will not miss it. You will not marry wrong person. You will not choose wrong career. You will not take wrong step. Every step that you take will be by the direction of Holy Spirit. Why? Because God never makes mistakes. He's not a man that he will lie. He will never tell you lie. Whatever he says he's going to do, that is what he's going to do in your life. But one thing that, that will make that to happen is only if you and myself can surrender to him. We can ask him, I've come to the end of myself. Lead me. How many of us have made decisions before? in our life that we thought that was the best decision we can make. Then along the line, years later, we are regretting it. Many people like that. Holiness is the key to godliness. If I'm not holy, I cannot see the Lord. Daddy said it yesterday. No matter how many I'm not in the poor upon our life, no matter what we, we, no matter how we pray, the most important thing that will bring the kingdom of God into my life is holiness, is righteousness. If I purify myself, sanctify, cleanse my life, remove all the junk in my life, and I give God the chance to live with, him, with me. Let me explain it in a way, in your heart. How many of us have been to some people's house that you get in there, you jump out? The house is so full of junk. Many of us won't say it to that person, but if you follow your friend, ah. I went to social person's house today, my God. Okay, let me use another example. You want to move home and the agent take you to see to view a house. And they said there is a beautiful three bedroom house waiting for you or whatever. And you get there before they even show the first room. From the door, you've made up your mind that I won't live here. How many of you have been there before? Because you just can see that this is a junk place. Full of junk. Then you just say, no way. I'm not. Even before, by the time you still tell them that I'm going to get back to you, you already make up your mind that you are not going to stay there. Why? Because it's not right, the right place. How many of you have visited your friends before? Their house is so messed up. Then you leave the place. I've been to places that if they give me water, I have to plead the blood of Jesus before I drink it. I have to plead the blood of Jesus before I drink the water because if you drink that water, you are in trouble. The place is full of junk and dirty and all that. And you get to some places, not that you don't want to eat. You are hungry when you are going. But by the time you get there, you see the house, all oh, the food they get. Ah, I've just eaten as I was coming. I, I just finished my food when I was coming. Because you don't want to eat there. The same way with the presence of God. The daddy said yesterday that God has stood at the door and he's knocking. He's knocking. And when you open the door and if you hear the smell of garlic and all those things, it's going to, it doesn't come in to the place where there's full of mass. Even when you open the door of your heart to Christ, that is the beginning. You've got to clean yourself. I accept Christ into my life. It's just the beginning. Then there is a process 
which Pastor Blessing taught us, we now have to transform, purify, cleanse, sanctify your mindset. You now have to change your mindset to the mindset of kingdom. Is a mindset that received from the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Am I speaking to someone in the house here today? When we're talking about the kingdom of God, it's, your mindset must be clean. Your house must be clean. Am I not know you have John? Many, many ladies, let me just say, including myself, so I don't pull you out. Our makeup is talking. The shoe is so high and the clothes is so beautiful. But if you have to go home with them, the clothes they've been wearing for past three weeks is on the floor in their room. All the knickers they wear previous week is in the, all, the, all over the place. The only, if you see them outside, I'm not talking to you though. I'm talking to some, I'm talking to you. When you see them going car, Go, go. You believe everything. Even the makeup is so super. Go and look at the place where they do their makeup. Pastor Blessed, help me to take all everybody address. <laughs> Surprise visit after the fasting and prayer. So I'm going to do surprise visit. So unannounced. So when I just knock the door, let's see, you know, just go, police, uh, pastor, police, just walk in. Then I just say, I'm going to your room. So there's no, I'm coming. I'm looking for the key, 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 key. And you pack all the values. Ah, I'm coming. Hey, where is the key? Yeah, me, where did you put this key? Pastor is at the door. But you're not actually looking for the key. You quickly start express tied up so that you can clean the house. Pastor, get all the address. Let's see if I'm going to come in and eat with you or no. But that is exactly what Christ is saying. Clean your life. So Christ can come and dwell with you. Stand on your feet. Praise the Lord. Thank you for listening to Above Limitations. I know you've been blessed with this message. Join Pastor Victoria at Freedom House 9 Factory Road, North Woolwich, London E16 2EL, Sundays 10 a.m. GMT. For more information, visit www pastorvictoria.org. Email admin at pastorvictoria.org.